Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hey, Beverly. It's really nice to talk to you, sort of out of order for us. This is going to be a special episode. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm so amazing. Tell me why we've been brought together for this special episode. Well, uh, you and I have been wanting to discuss new patterns. We actually promised to do that last (laughs) month. And then when we recorded it, it was like two hours long because we mixed it with another episode and we, we didn't deliver. So we decided to do a bonus episode this month. I think that's amazing. And it does sound like we owe folks something and we wouldn't want this free podcast to owe people something. So I think that's a great idea. Um, But I've got to say, when I started to look at the new pattern releases for the season, I was pretty disappointed. Um, I began just by Googling 2021 sewing patterns and looking for what had been released recently. And there are a number of people who've released lists related to it. Foldline does, um, uh, Broaden the Seams does. You can find a lot of different lists uh, on Instagram and YouTube um, following some of your favorite folks. They'll mention things that have been released. A lot of it's focused on big four sewing, which for me is a non-starter. There's, um, I, I'm not sure there's anything besides Betzina patterns, Sandra Betzina patterns that actually in the big four goes up to my hip size. So I just have to knock all of those out to begin with. And then I rely on my indie pattern folks. And there are a few that we've already talked into the ground, like the Upton and the Tarly and Shoalhaven and some other things that Munna and Broad have released particularly in this year that are amazing. But when I try and expand out from just listing my top five favorites from Munna and Broad, I ended up finding um, that there wasn't a lot that fit my body and that to learn that I had to do a lot of clicking around. So it wasn't even easy to be disappointed by the new releases. They made me really work for my disappointment. And you can imagine that's that's even like it's extra disappointing. It's like if your mom made you bake the broccoli you didn't want to eat and then you had to eat it. <laughs> it's, it's not a winning thing for I don't like broccoli. That's probably clear at this point. Um, and I really do hate how much like a broken record I sound, but but it's really frustrating. And I'm reminded of it when I go out into the sewing community and try and feel like a part of the community by finding patterns that everybody else wants and can see and can sew. So it's a little disappointing. I did want to give a shout out to Sew Sustainability, S-E-W, Sustainability on Instagram. She provides a list of 110 free sewing patterns, and she's recently added key minimum and maximum measurements to each pattern on her list And while it's still disappointing that out of 110 possible patterns, 15 are drafted to my size, it was good to know that before I had to dig through and click all the way through to find out how much didn't fit me. So while it was disappointing, it was great to know before digging through what would and wouldn't be options for me. And adding those min-max measurements is one of the things we mention in our Size Bias podcast as a thing straight size sewists can do to support the fat sewing community. So thank you. That was really amazing. 
Yeah, that's always helpful. It's helpful in general just to to show that because there is no standard sizing in sewing patterns. So what somebody does A through J, what somebody does one through 10, what somebody does, you know, zero to 35 or 40, it doesn't mean anything unless we have those measurements. Yeah. And that, that was, I honestly, I was, I was stopped in my tracks a couple of times looking at new patterns that came up to a size 42 hip. And I thought, oh my God, that's, that's almost 20 inches different than my body. (laughs) And it never, I'm used to things not fitting. 20 inches had not occurred to me. And so it was, it, there were some, there were definitely some cold stops where I was like, oh my gosh, I understand there are people this is being drafted for, but what a large swath of people this is not being drafted for at a 42 inch hip. I'm not sure it's being drafted for my left thigh. I mean, it's, that's interesting. That would fit my hip, but I bet you that it would not fit my waist because I have very little difference between my hip and my waist. And And I, and I don't think it would have, it seemed like a standard sort of semi hourglass, maybe with a slight pair. So anyway, um, uh, is it time? Should I go ahead and talk about my first pick? Yes. I'm really excited by this one. So um, it's too late because the Frugalissima Frugal Frocks Challenge was in March, but this dress was released in time that it could have been used in March. Um, This is Mood Fabrics, uh, one of their most recent releases at the time we're recording, the Maisel dress, which ticks so many boxes for me. This is a vintage-inspired sewing dress inspired by the, um, the Miss Maisel Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Thank you. The fabulous Mrs. Maisel show. No, marvelous. Marvelous. Whoops. Look at us not know what it's called. But but by this vintage show from the 50s, 60s era fashion sort of a thing. So it's a fitted, darted bust and waist. So it's fitted at the waist. And then it has what looks like about a half circle skirt. It's sleeveless and has narrow bands that connect the front and the back. Um, And it's meant for up to a 49 and a half inch waist and a 58 and a half inch bust. So it's definitely intending quite an hourglass, not to grade down considerably at the bust because I am not nearly that hourglassy. <laughs> um, I hadn't honestly considered hacking this one until Beverly asked if I'd be making the straps rider. And the answer to that is, of course I will, because I would like to wear a bra with this. And I would yeah. prefer that the bra not be on display. I have a number of bras that are lovely enough to put on display, but I don't know that this fashion uh, is the one that's the choice for that. Yeah, that is such a pretty dress. I I love that. I never wear dresses like that. That's much more your style than mine. But uh, I I do love it. It it, it's it's kind of dreamy, you know. So yeah, you could stick a petticoat under it. It would be amazing. And I will say that Mood Fabrics has a lot of garments that are drafted to my body size, which is really neat. The the one thing I would say for people who have um, any kind of problems uh, with putting together PDF patterns, they do not have any A0. They only have, and actually they don't even have A4. They only have US letter. So yep. just, a, just a warning there. I use uh, Beverly's method that she recently taught me about clipping off the corners to put those together. And it's not worth it to me for most dresses, but there have been several there where I've I've printed them out and not yet put them together, but I swear I plan to. <laughs> so we'll see, because I do really struggle with taping together the garments. I agree. 
Okay. So should we go to my pick now? And we'll go back and I forth. I think we should go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. So this is a real recent one. And this is obviously way more my style than your style. And this is Closet Core just came out with a new collection of, of loungewear called the Montreal Collection. And their sweatpants, I love. They're, well, they're called joggers. I love them, but what I really love is the shorts version of them that has this curved hem, sort of like 70s jogging shorts, and I love them. That was, I know when I was in middle school, that was the thing I wore all the time because it was de rigueur in gym class if you couldn't get out of it, and um, I was not successful in getting out of gym class, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I think would be cool with these is if I really want to do it from the eighties, when I was, when I was, uh, young, (laughs) (laughs) I was a baby. No, (laughs) um, then I would use real terry cloth fabric, not French terry, real terry cloth fabric for it or velour. Velour would be amazing, both in the joggers and in the little shorts version, yep. especially with like the um, the zip up jacket Arlo from Friday Pattern Company, which was recently expanded to size 7X. So, which is, I've forgotten the exact measurements on that, but it goes out at least larger than me. Um, that sounds amazing, truly. I don't know exactly how I would, in, you know, do any drafting for this, except for the putting piping maybe um would be kind of fun with it. does it come with a pocket in the shorts version because i could imagine that you could put in a little phone pocket either by doing like a not a welt but a hidden pocket against the waistband um at front or back like a little sack pocket um because of course if you're going to be wearing these especially roller skating which is what i assume you would be doing with the curved <laughs> hem shorts um with your leg warmers and i mean there's a whole look right here that you've got going on. We do go roller skating. We haven't since the pandemic, but we do go roller skating. And actually that would be super cool. It would be. Hmm. I know that's what I'm saying. So I think there's a path. Okay. (laughs) Um, My next pick is the Heather Blazer from Friday Pattern Company. I have several already in the works. So to describe this blazer, I'm just going to start by saying, if you've watched Clueless, anything Cher wears that looks like a boxy blazer is 100% this pattern. This is a lined but relaxed pattern that is very boxy and has so much attitude. For me in high school, I took my mother's um, blue and green plaid boxy blazer. My mom was probably seven sizes larger than I was. And I used safety pins to pull the sides in by running them down Mm -hmm. the side seams to scrunch them in a little bit to make Mm -hmm. it fit better. Rolled those cuffs up and rocked the hell out of this very much oversized blazer. And that's what I'm picturing here. I've recently purchased some fabric that I think would be right at home, either in Clueless or in um, Legally Blonde, but in the boxy blazer category. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It is just amazing. Um, and it's sized up to a 63 inch hip, but it is enormously oversized. So there's probably a little bit of flexibility in that 63 inch hip, but you have to pay attention to the ease to make sure you're still getting the look that you want in that great oversizing. Um, my planned hack is adding a phone pocket to the lining. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, a needed thing. There's no pocket in it, right? 
Um, I think it has big patch pockets on the front, but there's no sewn-in pockets. And so for me, my concern is I have one of those really ridiculously sized iPhones (laughs) that's far too large. And that sticking that in that pocket will really be a way down sort of a thing. But I like the idea of something a little bit higher than my bust here, where it can you know, kind of sit on my bus and maybe not weigh the jacket down as much. What's your next pick, Beverly? Okay, my next pick, you're not going to be surprised at this at all. This is another Helen's Closet pattern, which I love Helen's Closet patterns. And this is called the March dress. It is a super loose, floaty dress. There's also two tops included in it, one with a peplum and one that's more straight. The front of it, the, it is fully interfaced. This front panel that's in the front specifically so that people could embellish there um, is how she created that, that panel in the front. But another thing is, I think it would look really cool with different types of sleeves. And you just sent me today something about changing up sleeves. I absolutely did, because I think that's a really neat idea. The idea of figuring out what kind of sleeve you can put into what kind of armhole. Um, When I look at this one, I immediately like the shorter of the puffy sleeves that are associated with it. And weirdly, this is a dress I would also make. Um, I think I would be unhappy with it when I made it, but (laughs) it, it calls to me anyway. I think when I got done with it, I'd be like, oh, that's the best potato sack I've ever worn. And that's that's my problem with it is that I do like that more fitted waist and oftentimes hips and everything else, you know, pour me in and I'm pretty happy. But but the line of it appeals to me anyway. And I end up I end up buying a lot of dresses like this because I think, oh, that's so cute. And then when I put it on, I think, oh, but not on me. <laughs> I I think I think I'll love it. I, it seems like it'll be just really cozy and comfy. And I could actually see wearing this dress like over narrow slacks or something like mm-hmm. I could or 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 leggings or even jeans. I just think it's it's a it's a cool cool dress. I agree. My next one comes from Fiber Mood. This is a pattern company where. I frequently find their patterns don't work for me because their hip size is too small. Even where the bust size will fit me, the hip size is just way too small. This one, though, is the rosin top, which is just dying to be made into a dress. And it is so thoroughly gathered that it is effectively a free hip size. It It would be something you could take and expand the sizing on by improving the gathers Mm -hmm. without much of an issue, but it already starts off so gathered that a wide variety of hips beyond their range are likely to find that it's usable. I'm not sure if I can describe it well, but I'm going to try. So this is a, a shirt that is a yoke to the, to the V. So at the front, it's just a V to shoulders and a yoke that goes straight across at the stupidest part of your bust. It's not under it. It's not properly over it. You V down to where you can see cleavage and then you go straight across, okay? And then below that, you gather like hell and attach a skirt and that's the top. So it is It is an enormously gathered, amazingly wild dress. And for me, this seems amazing. I think I could make at least three versions. So the first version is obviously a wall or other incredibly lightweight, maybe double gauze is a little heavy, but it's really floaty, something floaty. 
right? Because it's built for floaty. It'd be fun. It'd be ethereal. You'd swoosh around. You'd feel like you were a midsummer night's dream. It would be amazing. But the next one has to be out of a silk shantung or something else with a crisp, a crisp rustly fabric so that when you move around, everyone's going to hear you, but all those gathers are going to stand out more from your body. You are, you're building in your own social distancing with this dress. <laughs> so that's, that's got to be the second version of it. And then the third is just a midweight linen because I think it might be classy. And so that's sort of what I want to do with this one. It, it, it would be amazing. And for me, the draft option on this would be taking this top which stops at about waist or a little bit lower than waist and just extending it on down and deciding whether or not it needed more tiers or ruffles as it became a dress. Now, what about this idea? Could you draft the yoke to go a bit further or a bit, you know, change where the yoke is since you said it was in kind of a weird position? It is in a weird position and I think you could, but honestly, I think one of the things I love about it is that there is no part of this that will ever look a way that would cause people to say to you, that is so flattering. <laughs> and I, I appreciate a garment where the compliment, if you wish to make one, will not be, that is so flattering. Especially because that's such a weighty term, right? That frequently means that makes you look smaller than you are. Yeah. And this is not a garment that anyone will say that about. Your best scenario is that is so you, or, oh my God, the colors and volume of that just really bring you out. You are amazing. And so I, I like that concept. <laughs> That's great. I'm a monster where I want to try and control how people compliment me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next one is a seamwork pattern, which is uh, free for members, I guess, who have that type of membership. And it is a very simple tiered dress. And it has a just a, a, a V-neck bodice on it. And it has facings. I think that I'm going to make the leap to doing a lining on that this time because it seems like a simple one to do a lining for. And it has just a couple of tiers on it. You could draft an extra tier by making the first one smaller to make it more floaty looking. That would be a lot of tiers <laughs> and a lot of gathering. <laughs> you could draft patch pockets for it. Um, there's a member bonus that goes along with it that has an alternative neckline. It doesn't look great, I don't think. It's a, it's a, it's a it, instead of being a V-neck, it's just kind of a crew neck. Whereas I think it would be better to make that into a scoop neck. So that would be uh, another thing that could be drafted on it. Or you could drop a tier. That would be easy too. Yeah, I, looking at the neckline on it as it sits as a V, I think there's a lot you could do with that neckline that might be interesting because you could do a modified sweetheart, a square neckline. There's a lot of possibility, especially if you're lining it instead of facing it, right? I think but the I also, square is actually really intriguing with the shape of that dress. Yeah. And with a square, a facing is almost a natural selection if you choose to do it, because you would want to stitch down possibly in a contrast color around the edge of it very evenly, because it would it would draw attention to that and could be pretty... I think pretty neat. So I think there's some possibility there for sure. As I dug through all of the season's releases, including looking at most of the ones that um, 
Beverly is selected, I sort of ran into a problem where technically the sizing on them just didn't come up to my size. So my next two selections are going to be ones where they don't make it to my size, but they come close. And in the case of these, I don't even think I'd have to change the drafting. Worst case scenario, I might change my seam allowance by an eighth or a quarter of an inch and be able to accommodate. But for the most part, I don't think I'd have to do anything. So I'm going to go ahead and use those and just note briefly my disappointment that there were not more options that came up to my size. I do make that harder by not liking pants (laughs) and not liking shirts by themselves. But I did look at shirts with a picture to how could I make that into a dress because that'd be a natural draft for me. I do that a lot. So my next one is called the Marlowe sweater and it's by True Bias. It is a deep V-neck cardigan. I like the cropped version, not the oversized longer thigh one, thigh length one that I wore all the time with a variety of leggings and uh, denim mini skirts in the, uh, the 80s and 90s. But instead the cropped deep V, it doesn't quite make it, like I say, it's about 59 and a half inch hip, but I think that inch and a half is negligible in this case. And what I do to adapt it would be to redraft the front to work with a separating zipper. Hmm. So I like the idea of having that little short, maybe 10 inch piece be zippable instead of not. I think it would be cute and it would appeal to my punky side. So I like that concept. Um, I did also note when I was thinking about it, that if you, if you don't want to purchase another sweater, You could also hack the cashmere at Fuller, which was released much earlier than this, um, to achieve a similar result. You could uh, crop the V-neck view, for example, and widen the placket and go for really big wooden buttons instead of the obviously more adorable snaps that I usually use Mm -hmm. and achieve something really similar. So I I think there's there's some other possibility there, but I do like the Marlowe sweater. Um, And it was it was buzzing around the Internet when it was released. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was on my uh, possible list. It didn't quite make my list, but it w- it was up there. I I like that. Okay, my next one is the Peppermint Magazine Valley Jumpsuit, and this one I think might be like you said for the March one. I think I'll make it, and then it'll look terrible on me. But I am intrigued by it. It's a very simple jumpsuit with buttons at the top. It has a ton of extra ease in the jumpsuit. So it looks like it would be comfortable. I'm not convinced about jumpsuit yet. I have not made one. And the problem for me is the idea of going to the bathroom because I have to pee all the time. And I just think, is there going to be an accident here? (laughs) You know, like how hard is it going to be to get out of this thing? But people seem to be able to do it. The ideas that I have for changing it up, definitely I think it could draft different pockets on it. You could cut off the top or the bottom and have one or the other. And I was thinking about that too, about this bathroom problem. I could make them both in the same fabric and then have just something that looks like that but is actually separate. I was also thinking that there's buttons down the front and those could be put on the back. And I thought that might be uh, an interesting look, although that kind of complicates the bathroom problem, doesn't it? It just makes it worse because then I need someone to help me. (laughs) 
It means you need a friend and a phone, a friend for women in the bathroom is a super common thing. So that might be possible, but I don't know that that's the path I would take. You could leave the buttons on the front as just a decorative feature and put a side zip in. That might be a thing you could do as well. So for me, I'm going to push back on it having a lot of ease. When I look at the largest size, which goes up to a 59 and a half inch hip, it indicates the ease at the hip level is um, nine inches. And um, nope, that's the ease for the smaller ones. The ease for the larger ones is greater. Nine and one sixth inches, according to the range. I don't think that's a lot of ease. Um, nine inches of ease for me, if I sit down, I am going to look like a sausage as soon as I park my ass on a chair. And so for me at the extreme end of that size, that's not a lot of ease, but if you think about it for a 45 inch hip, which is the start of that size, that's 20% of the, the measurement as ease. Right. And for it, the 59 inch, nine inches, isn't nearly as much ease. Right. I see what you're, Okay. So here's the difference. Your critical measurement is always your hips. My critical measurement has been my bust and my waist. Right. The bust measurement for my size, the ease is 11, almost Mm -hmm. 12 inches. And for the waist is almost 20 inches. That's a lot of ease for me. So this right. whatever hip that I'm doing is probably, I'm already going to add to the, to the ease because my hips are going to be smaller than that for my waist. Right. And so that benefits you there. For me, my waist would still be the largest size. And so again, compared to the smallest size, the size 46 has 18, the size 46 on the waist has 18, 19 inches actually of ease, right? It's a 35 inch waist and they are getting a full 19 inches of ease off of that. The 58 is going from 48 plus 18 inches. It's just, it's not scaling well. The ease, I would expect, and it's possible that the ease numbers do scale across sizes, but the way they're represented on this pattern page, they do not. And the ease that you need at a 45-inch hip is incredibly different than the ease that you need at 59 inches. Okay, if, well, if, uh, let me just ask you what you're saying here, because what they're saying is that the garment ease for all of the sizes is one amount of measurement. So let's think about it a little bit differently. Okay. If you have a sleeve and it has one inch of ease Mm -hmm. and your bicep is 12 inches, one inch of ease, you're at 13 inches. Mm -hmm. That's actually, that's 10% extra there. That's a pretty decent little bit of, of, of room you have. My bicep at its, its flabbiest point is 21 inches. If you add one inch to that, it's a lot tighter. There's not as much room to play with, right? Same thing for your hips. If you measure your hips when you sit down Mm -hmm. and compare the measurement to their measurement here, you're probably within that nine inches. If I measure my Mm -hmm. hips when I sit down, I am probably not. Okay. Because bodies, bodies work differently. Ease to me, it's, I'm sure it's not as simple as this. Leela, if you're listening, please, please comment. Um, I'm sure it's not as simple as this, but basically ease should be more of a proportionate thing. It, it shouldn't go up in all places at all times proportionately, but for your hips and probably your bust and waist, it's more proportionate. I would worry that 18 inches of ease at on your waist at the size 46 
is way too much. It's more than you need. Yeah, it's a blousey kind of thing. That's right. Yeah, but it's definitely not as much at a fifty-eight as it would be at the forty-six, right? Right. And so that's my concern. So I know this is a lot about this, and I actually think it's a valuable conversation. I'll stop being sad about it. I think this is amazing. I'd like to try it. I would have to draft this differently, though, because I do not believe Betty's would work for me. My last one is the Metro Blazer. Again, it's made for a 59 and a half inch hip, so a little bit smaller than mine, but it's not going to matter at all. This is a wide lapel or shawl neck blazer that only briefly meets at the front where you put a hook or something like that to hold it together in one touch space, or you don't even include one that hooks together in the front. Now, hear me out because I'm totally going to include one that hooks together at the front because this, for me, this is 100% my Matrix jacket or my Blade jacket, Blade the Vampire Slayer jacket, (laughs) because it would be perfect in a black leather look or leather, but I'm not that rich, jacket material if you dragged it down to maxi length, if you brought it down to that great, swoopy, amazing long length. And that is something I definitely want to try. And I have the perfect, I think, purple ponte to do this with, which would be less blade or the matrix and more prints. Ah, So I'm very excited by the possibilities here. Um, So that's something I'd really, really like to try in a stable knit. Yeah, that's, that's a, that blazer came out just about the same time as that Heather blazer. It did. And I think it's a beautiful blazer that got overlooked because of the the obvious clueless patterns you could make out of. Because immediately once Heather was released, everybody's like, oh my God, look at my yellow plaid and look at my pink plaid and, and all of this. And they were amazing. But I, I think it did mean that um, Love Notions Metra got, got a little bit overlooked. And um, yet I think it's got some really great possibilities, especially for a cosplayer. So, um, and so few cosplay patterns are made for bigger bodies. So this is a great way you could adapt something like this um, to be any of a number of swoopy black leather clad people in a variety of different cosplay environments. I also like that it's it's meant for knit fabrics. Um, yes. so that's another thing that's a little bit different. So you can you can play with the fit a little bit on that. Absolutely. Okay. So my last one is the Style Arc Emerson woven dress. Now you're probably going to say that it's just the same as the Hinderland dress, but it's a little bit different. The fit is different with style arc patterns, first of all, and the waist is lower. So it's designed to be more of a drop waist dress, which I like. There's a two-tiered version, lots of gathering. It's time that I spend some time getting comfortable with gathering instead of, you know, whining about it all the time because... Um, it seems that I love all things that are have all these tiers on them. So I think that the pockets that you drafted for your dra- I know she's showing me mint dental floss. So I, I'll have to do that. I think the pockets that you drafted for your dress, uh, your Upton dress, you know, the, uh, what, yeah, yeah. what do you call those pockets? So I have no idea what I call them is blue jean pockets because they're exactly mm-hmm. like the ones on blue jeans, right? Where it's cut away like that. And I don't know what they're called. Um, the tutorials that I found for them, I'll just call them side seam pockets, which seems completely inaccurate. 
<laughs> right, because you think side seam pockets are inseam pockets. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. so to me, I, I don't know what they're called. I've heard them called side seam pockets, but I just think of them as blue jean pockets. They're that little curved thing that you yep. shove your hand into. Yeah. Yep. So I think those would be good with this dress. So the way that the neckline works on this dress is it comes up like a collar stand. It's not, it's not actually called, there's no like button at the top or anything, but it kind of has a collar stand and then it kind of goes into a V-neck and then there's buttons. But I think I would kind of like it as one continuous collar. Do you know what I mean? Oh, sort of shawly, but not. Yeah. Like, but you know, just there's um the seamwork the seamwork marlowe which is the top that i made that's a real it was a loose fitting top that had that kind of collar that went around and it doesn't it's not i guess it's more just like a, a facing that went around and it didn't have a defined line it wasn't a separate up piece i don't know okay. i kind of like that look better uh so i think that's what i'd do with it yeah so a couple of things. Drop waist never occurs to me because my hip to waist ratio is pretty significant. Mm -hmm. And drop waist for me looks really different than it does if you've got, as you just mentioned, a, a closer hip to waist measurement. So that's mm -hmm. that's neat. Those are dresses I generally discount or know that, I can, that I'm going to have to take six inches out of in order to mm -hmm. make them work. And they don't look quite the same, but that is an adjustment that's possible here if you happen to like the look of that collar or the the gentle sloping V for the neck or something, you could take some of that out. So that's a one interesting possibility. This one's also really built for that sleeve tutorial that I sent you. The way yeah. the sleeves are cut looks like it would work really well with that variety of possible sleeves. I do think you're going to have to learn to gather better. Yeah. It, it does appear that you've got you've got a thing for gathers. Yeah, I think, um, let's see, one, well, I guess it's not all, three uh, Three of the five. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta ask, have you looked at the Huon dress from the one that I'm working on right now from Mana and Broad? I'll have to look, not all of their patterns fit me. Well, yes, that's true. And they're not gonna draft for you either. <laughs> They describe it as a French artist smock, their take on a French artist's smock. And I'm off looking at the measurements right now. And it looks like, oh, well, that's the wrong kind of measurements. Where are my imperial measurements? There they are. It's a, a 40 bust, 36 inch waist and 41 and a half inch hip is their yeah, small. I could fit into that. I could fit into that. I just, I don't know if you've looked at it, but to me, the line drawing looks like something that's probably a little out of your comfort zone because there's no definition to it. But several of the photographs of it are, um, are folks wearing it with a, a belt around it. And it's, it's very gathered and um, feels like something that would be great out of a lightweight linen. So, and it has some of your favorite things in the world, like hidden plackets and buttons. <laughs> and so it, it, it just might be one to consider. It's, yep. uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, I think. I'm making my first one out of a silk crepe um, that's very flowy. And my second one is going to be out of a silk sort of taffeta. <laughs> so it'll be the opposite. And we're just going to see what that looks like. Nice. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Anyway, I, I think that means that we have definitely wrapped up today's um, catalog of amazing new things that people could try. It's frustrating to me when things don't come to my size, but I know when I try and make something, I always try and think of a way that I could make it really be right for me. Yeah. Even if I'm not 
like I do some pattern testing where I'm like, eh, you know, it's not really my thing, but could I make it my thing by putting rainbow fabric on it or by making it out of thick whale cord or, you know, what could I do that would make this really stand out as, as me because attitude matters, right? Right. And also I think that that's where sometimes, sometimes having a pattern or something you, you put part of it as your constraint is working with this pattern and then the rest of it's your creativity. And so you have this constraint and maybe you don't like this part of it. So you can, you can change parts of it. Yeah. I think that is part of the fun and it's definitely the theme for April. So that's right. We'll look forward to seeing all of your makes on PF drafty. That's right. And, uh, um, look forward to hearing from you on Instagram and through a direct message, as well as comments on our website for episode notes. Oh, and don't forget to rate us. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast if they have that option for you. Absolutely. Five stars is always the correct answer. Anything less than that, just come talk to us and we'll explain to you why it should be five stars. (laughs) I think that's fair. (laughs) See See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frockers podcast is created, performed, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. Our artwork and music is designed, written, and performed by Jim Duran.